0: This is Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with my co-host, Americus Reed, and we are thrilled to welcome as our last guest for the hour, Jared Grandinetti, who happens to be Baskin and Robbins' Vice President of Marketing and Culinary. Hello, Jared.
1: Hey, Dana. How are you?
0: Uh, Dana is our producer who we love. This is Barbara and Americus that you have on the show right here.
1: <laughs> hey, Jared. Barbara and Americus, nice to meet you virtually. I guess that's the spirit of the day.
0: Absolutely, um, <laughs> the spirit of the day. It is very to nice on. to see you. Thank you very much you. for having me. Jared, if I can't we... tell you how happy I am to have you because Baskin yes. and Robbins, I'm one of those people, I read a lot of articles that you did not want to just appeal to the old people who know your brand and love it. I'm one of those old people who oh, yes. love your brand and know it. And I went to oh, Baskin yes. and Robbins every single day of my childhood. childhood. So what are you going to do to my brand?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you have probably noticed, uh, we're in the process of giving the brand a facelift, but it's more than that. It's an update to all of our core assets. Uh, We're really excited about all the work the team's been up to. And I think it really goes back to really refreshing our core promise, which is that we are here to help guests celebrate life's small moments. We've been doing that for over 75 years. Uh, But, you know, part of the transformation from us was listening to what consumers were telling us. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we heard some uncomfortable truths.
0: Oh, tell me what, because I love you.
1: (laughs) Maybe a little bit dated, that we were (laughs) maybe skewing a little bit juvenile. And whereas our product was trusted and the brand was trusted, we weren't really known anymore for being innovative or relevant and modern. And so those are things that we wanted to get away from the negative associations, lean into the positive associations, uh, and really do it in a way that you know, continues to, uh, to excite our current guests but also attract new guests to the brand.
0: You know, that's really interesting. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Baskin-Robbins. Because as I said, I do remember it as a kid. And I know this is what you're moving away from. But I'm just kind of curious. As an innovative brand, because you were 31 flavors, which was amazing. How could you even come up with 31 different ideas? You know, that seems super innovative to me. But the category has changed over the years. And so maybe you weren't as innovative then as you used to be um, in those days. Uh, yeah, uh, Americans. What do you think? about that Well, yeah. he- here's what
2: I think, Barbara. I think what, what a, a bit of a bit of technical difficulties, <laughs> listeners. We're going to get Jared back in uh, just a few minutes here, but uh, until we do, I think it's what's I love what this conversation to me is the epitome of marketing, which is the notion that you know you develop a history, a lineage, you develop a a core group, and they know you, they love you. You and I, Barbara, have very vivid memories of Baskin Robbins and our childhood and and all of the wonderful emotions that come from uh, you know consuming the product being with family being a part of this whole sort of thing. So when it comes now to like evolving but still like how much of the old lineage the old that all of that th- that credibility that you know that 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 the stuff that we spent so much time building up as an asset. You know, we don't want to completely lose that. So right. I guess the big question for you Jared is how do you how do you what's the decision calculus of making sure you create something modern and new and all those adjectives that you use, Jared, but also not necessarily throwing out the baby with the bathwater because you do have this sort of iconic brand that's there, or do you just say, you know what, we're going to forget the old stuff and we really want to talk to a new audience and start anew? Talk us through that process of working through these tough issues.
1: Yeah, and, and America, you hit on so many important things that we've, you know, I wouldn't even say struggle with because I think for us it was really clear from the beginning when you have a 77 year young brand and there's equities there that you can continue to clarify and amplify, there's no reason to walk away from them. And so we very quickly made the decision to lean into the equities that we've had that really, you know, maybe we haven't sweat enough lately, but are authentic, emotional, Mm. and connected. And so that for us was a a reason that we maintained the 31 in the logo. Mm. A lot of our consumers may not know that that stands for a flavor for every day of the month, right? That's a, a campaign that was, Right. Landed in the 1950s, and we probably haven't told that story as well as we could. But it's an mm. incredible story that really gets back to our core brand differentiator, which is variety. Right. Helping mm-hmm. people discover their next flavor, right. their next mm-hmm. favorite flavor. And so, you know, for us, it was about updating the brand colors, the iconography, typography, our brand voice so that we were more modern but really not backing away from any of those core equities that we felt like still could be sharpened.
0: You know, it's an old idea, like you said, I I forgot what you said, 1950s or something, the idea for every day of the month, but it's really a new concept. There are a lot of interesting new ideas there. One, as you mentioned, the importance of variety in a category like this, that's what the excitement is, innovation, and I'm a huge ice cream lover, but there isn't that much variety in a lot of the other flavors. That is why I was so loyal to Baskin and Robbins because I do believe you should eat ice cream every single day of your life. I completely agree with that. And if you're going I wish to every do that,
1: shared your mentality. <laughs> we, uh, we would be we would be good uh, a good mix together. Yeah, and if you're, you're going right. to do in, that, in, I
0: want different flavors.
1: <laughs> in an era of vanilla and chocolate and strawberry, our founders Bert Nerve had a, an innovative idea, which is to really bring flavors to life. Not even just in the dipping cabinet, but in these worlds of illustration and narrative that they built. And I think people really need that, right? They need to find those little moments to celebrate. Mm. I think we all know that, you know, there's comfort in the tried and true. But when we tried something or experienced something new, we learn a little bit about ourselves and there's something that's there for us as as a brand that's magical. Mm. And so, you know, they started very early on saying, hey, we're going to provide a free pink spoon over the counter Mm -hmm. so people can can sample the flavors, which in the industry has become maybe a little bit more commonplace, but was pretty... Ingenious at the time, uh and really, I think demonstrates the brand spirit of you know generosity and inclusion, and and kind of backing up our core ah. promise, which is we love our flavors, right? We want people to try them.
0: You know, that's interesting. I never made that connection, but you've got built-in diversity, don't you? <laughs> there,
1: usually, yeah. If it, it may be thirty-two flavors in the dipping cabin, even though we have one for every day of the month, some of the stores vary in terms of the product offerings, but. Uh, mm. It's an incredible, uh, and I think in any natural system, right? Diversity provides stability, and for us, mm-hmm. that dipping cabinet is a world, right? Where people mm-hmm. can find their next favorite flavor, and obviously connect with these, with these. Uh, concepts that we're bringing to life
0: so you did a rebranding and then there's a lot of branding the rebranding in the logo is one thing but the whole store there's a lot of merchandising that goes on in the store not only in the uniforms but in the way you exhibit each flavor etc so can you talk a little bit about how you make all those connections and the process when you go through a rebranding for a company like baskin robbins That's got to be a huge deal
1: Yeah, there's a lot of touch points that we've uh, we've adjusted. I think the key is to really – it starts with a clear emotional purpose, Mm. right? What is the Mm -hmm. brand promise, and how does that translate into our visual identity? And making sure that we are consistent and disciplined, because it's Mm. very easy in a brand transformation to try to do too much too quickly.
2: Mm. So
1: we wanted to make sure that our visual ID still had standards that we could enforce and made sense to consumers, right? We want this to be trusted and consistent not necessarily too chaotic, Uh, but we still have the ability with color and names to tell incredible stories. And we wanted to make sure that that was front and center as well. So our dipping cabinet labels have updated our menu board and digital menu boards have updated more modern photography, hopefully a better presentation of our, of our Mm. products. And we're just really excited about all those fun, you know, we call them yay worthy elements that we're able to bring to life now so that people can really experience the brand, not just with ice cream, with apparel and skateboards and bikes and things. Right.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Tell us life, about those bikes. That That's a crazy idea. What's going on with the bikes?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I think what we wanted to do was really just there's been so much brand love for Baskin-Robbins across, you know, seven decades. We have not really meaningfully played in the branded merchandise space. And mm. so as part of this celebration, right, to celebrate these, you know, life small moments to really take a moment to exhale and be appreciative and empathetic, but also to have some fun, we wanted to make sure we had skateboards and bikes and and uh, ways for people to show off that brand love, but for us to celebrate along with them.
0: Wow! So are you? So you're giving away those merchandise. Are you also? Do you also have like a social media campaign around that, or how are you? How are you using all the new media?
1: Yeah. So uh, it, it it is uh, a, an exciting time for us. So in uh, April we launched three new flavors, and we are fully supporting them across our our funnel with our own social media channels.
0: Well, tell me the flavors.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this is great. And, and I think, you know, really important for us in that spirit of innovation to continue to sort of push the envelope a little bit, but attract, you know, guests, make sure every guest that's out there can experience and enjoy Baskin Robbins. And so we have our classic sort of wide appeal, totally unwrapped flavor of the month, chocolate, peanut butter, uh, peanuts, Pretzels, like your classic kind of deconstructed candy bar. Uh, we also nice. have an incredible Ube coconut swirl, which, if you're not familiar, is a purple yam that originates in the Philippines. But it's got this great earthy sweetness oh. paired with a restrained coconut. It's a beautiful purple color in the dipping cabinet, It just sort of brings people in. And one of the things that I've seen, you might think that that's sort of a mature flavor. A lot of kids have been gravitating towards that flavor just because it's so beautiful when you see it. And, uh, and last but not least, we have an incredible non-dairy flavor, mint choco chunk. We continue our journey of making sure that we have non-dairy alternatives for vegan you know, ah. suitable and, and yep. uh, non-dairy consumers.
0: So I got lost in the flavors, but you were telling how much I really wanted to hear. You're making our mouths Sorry, water. I, can, I really needed you. to hear it's them. Worked. But what were you saying about the social media campaign now? <laughs> yeah.
2: She got stuck on uh, you know, uh, peanut butter and deconstructing candy bars. Media, that was it. Media, she, the, re-
1: the real fun happens with the flavors, right? <laughs> uh, but we are bringing our campaign to life across connected TV and streaming video, uh, mm. digital, our full uh, lineup of, of social media channels. We know that there's an incredible audience of future Baskin-Robbins lovers that maybe don't have as much experience with the brand. So we wanna make sure that we're telling those stories on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, And and just, you know, I always tell the team, we have to walk the talk, right? We have to be having fun. We need to be proud and pioneering and optimistic, and we need to demonstrate those characteristics of the brand that we feel like are really authentic. And so what better way to do that than to have some fun in social media and engage with consumers? Mm. Interesting.
0: I'm Barbara it- Kahn, along with Americus Reed. This is Marketing Matters. And we're joined by Jared Grandinetti, who's Baskin and Robbins Vice President of Marketing and Culinary. And if you'd like to ask Jared or any of us a question throughout today's show, please feel free to call in at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Americus, I interrupted you. we're going to say Oh, something? no, sorry.
2: Th- th- yeah, just r- jump in uh, really quickly here, Jared, because there there was another competitor of yours, who will remain unnamed? That's where I was. Who has chosen? <laughs> who has chosen to to you know put purpose, uh, ideological kinds of things, uh, front and center. Can you talk us to because it sounds Baskin Robbins sounds fun and and yay moments stood out (laughs) into when you were describing that earlier. Talk about the decision. So we don't need to to think
0: about rainforests, right? We could just yeah, chocolate chip.
2: Yeah, is is, is, is Baskin Robbins (laughs) taking more of a hey? You know what? It's fun, man. We don't really need to you know solve the world problems. Let's enjoy the ice cream. Or is there something else going on? where the team is, is addressing some of these things and in what ways? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because this is, you know, perhaps a differentiator that might matter in this, in this space.
1: Yeah, no, it's, and, and it's a great question. And I'd say, you know, especially in the ice cream industry, in some ways, rising tide lifts all boats. So this mm-hmm. is definitely more about us being the best version of ourselves than it is about, mm-hmm. you know, maybe aiming at any particular competitor. Um, we wanted to make sure a couple of things, right? When we can continue to tell the story of Baskin-Robbins, that it's authentic the same principles you know, that, that the brand was built on uh, over 75 years ago are still true today. And so it really does come back to, I think, things that we've done well for a long time, which is bring flavors to life and help people celebrate those, those small moments, right? Now more than ever, with everything that's going on in the world, mm. I think the permission and the, the opportunity to celebrate with ourselves, with our friends, with our family, it's incredibly meaningful, but we got to do it with a little bit of levity, right? This is not, we're not mm. a real serious. Um, interesting. Uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously, I should say. And, and so that's, you know, our core promise. We want to make sure that we have the next favorite flavor for whoever comes in the store. We want to make sure that they can celebrate with one of our incredible ice cream cakes or polar pizzas or new oh, innovative oh, beverages along <laughs> I, with our flavors. <laughs> yes. yeah. and, and just have a lot of fun. So it, it is interesting. We do look at competition, obviously, like any good marketer and brand. We need to maintain awareness of the competitive set. But I think this is really about us telling our story as well as we can.
0: You know, it's interesting. I talked to, and I won't say who, but I talked to a candy manufacturer, and they took the same point of view about a particular candy. I said, well, if you focus on natural flavors there, aren't you going to have all the natural food lovers not like your artificial dyes? And his answer was, give me my artificial dyes. I know there are people out there that like, I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but he was just saying there are people out there that like fun in candy and they don't want to be thinking healthy and they don't want to be thinking all these other things. And so in his case, he was leaning into what his brand did mean. Um, I don't know if you want to go so far or comment on that kind of statement or not, but it is interesting because I love just the Speaking for myself here, I love all those different flavors, and I don't like the idea of only going into a natural place where there's only certain kinds of flavors. I want to mm-hmm. have fun with my ice cream. So, mm-hmm. you are yeah. talking to me. It, it's, but uh,
1: Yep. Yeah. And I appreciate the sentiment. I think, you know, we look at need states and why people are kind of engaging with the brand, and there's indulgence and there's refreshment and there's, you know, just that moment of celebration. And we work very, very, you know, diligently to make sure that. We're responsible when it comes to ingredient sourcing and how our products are built. Um, and, and at the same time, there's a lot of complexity because we do export ice cream to over 35 countries as well. Oh, so we have wow, an incredible business in the U.S., but it's a global brand. And so there's a lot of, uh, of restrictions that we have that, you know, that give us the freedom, obviously, to, uh, to keep a cleaner label. Um, so it's, it's uh, it, it, it not something that necessarily is a primary focus. We don't differentiate ourselves. We differentiate ourselves on quality, Mm. and on flavor, and on you know, incredible bringing stories to life. I would say is really the core focus of our brand. But we do want to make sure that we're responsible, especially in the markets that we operate.
0: Well, that is great, Jared. Thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to follow you and what's happening at one of my favorite brands, Baskin Robbins?
1: Yeah, so all of our uh, social media handles, uh, com, shop Baskin Robbins U.S. incredible new website with all the branded merchandise. Uh, but most importantly, we'd love to have, uh, you know, guests come out and see us in the stores. We're available for delivery through uh, a lot of third-party de- delivery sites uh, and uh, and through our mobile app, which is a great experience as well. But Someday we should get together and share an ice cream. It would make me happy. Uh, uh, I'd love that. that. Come on, so we'll come f- me hopefully in. Hopefully we'll help you guys find <laughs> your next favorite flavor, too.
0: I we, like that coconut one with the purple. <laughs> That's going to be you, mine. you had
2: mint mint chocolate, but we really appreciate <laughs> you, Jared. This is fantastic work. You know, congratulations on... Uh, continuing to innovate because uh, it's very impressive and obviously to continue being an iconic brand for the next 77 years is something that will be.
0: Yeah,
1: let's let's hope we appreciate the time. I appreciate uh, you guys bringing focus and intention to the marketing world, and I hope... Like I said, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to share some ice cream
0: soon. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. That's all we have time for today. Today was a fun show, America's, wasn't it? We talked about two different kinds of rebranding, both food branding companies, and Mm -hmm. started out the hour with our hit and miss. Um, We'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. and and we replay our show several times throughout the week and by the way speaking of replaying our show several times throughout the week we also have a podcast where we put some of the shows on that you can see us and we can talk about some of the feedback that we've been getting and we wouldn't mind hearing feedback from people who listen to our show you know whether it's on Twitter or on social media some of the topics that you might be interested in like America's we noticed when we were you know tweeting about our show at SXM marketing that we get a lot more attention when we tweet on certain topics than on other topics uh you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that
2: uh, yeah no it's uh you know what one of the things that we're looking at is uh you know what, what what's popping out there and what what's going viral with a lowercase v in our case uh, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. we're still building up we're building up our social media but a lot of interest in the digital stuff right metaverse every time we talk about metaverse and we have uh, topics and shows and guests that are related to it, that seems to really get a lot of traction and that's super interesting. It's telling us where things are going. So we're looking, really looking forward to the next several uh, episodes and you know, continuing these conversations, Barbara.
0: Yeah, so follow us on SXM Marketing and tell us what you're thinking. Thank you all for listening today. We'll be back next week. Until then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with America's Reed, Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.